The first reading is from Joel chapter 2. Because of the coming day of the Lord, the prophet Joel calls the people to a community lament. The repentant community declares that God is gracious and asks God to spare the people, lest the nations doubt God's power to save. A reading from Joel. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn a relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord, you God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation assemble, the aged, gather the children, even infants at breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests and the ministers of the Lord weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, where is their God? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please read Psalm 51 responsively. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me thorough through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin for I know my offenses and my sin ever before me against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so you are justified when you speak and right in your judgment indeed I was born steeped in wickedness a sinner from my mother's womb indeed you delight in truth deep within me, and would have me know wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders, and sinners shall be restored to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God of my salvation, 
and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a troubled and broken heart. O God, you will not despise. The second reading is from 2 Corinthians. The ministry of the gospel endures many challenges and hardships. Through this ministry, God's reconciling activity in the death of Christ reaches into the depths of our lives to bring us into a right relationship with God. In this way, God accepts us into the reality of divine salvation. A reading from 2 Corinthians. We entreat you on the behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, at an acceptable time I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation I have helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found within our ministry. But as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way through great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute. We are treated as impostors and yet are true as unknown and yet are well known, as dying and see we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Please stand if to receive the gospel. Turn to the The Holy Gospel according to Matthew Glory to you O Lord Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. 
But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they might be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received, they have, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Well, I want to mark this uh, occasion. It was a, a year ago, Ash Wednesday, that I first stood before you. And I remember that night, the roads were very icy, and uh, Wendy Gibson called me and said, should we cancel tonight? And I did not want to cancel. And I thought, you know, it sounds to me like it's not going to be as bad as they were predicting. Let's go ahead with it. And um, we did, and a lot of you came out, and no one got in a car accident as far as I know. <laughs> and, um, and I was able to get safely here and back to Lake Zurich. So when you go to work tomorrow at the workplace or wherever you might go tomorrow, when people ask you, where did you go for Valentine's Day? Um, they'll be surprised if you say, I went to church and had ashes smudged on my forehead. It's kind of a, it's a very meaningful uh, ritual. And to hear those words, uh, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. It's rather startling. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a touch of reality that we don't hear anywhere else. I told the story about my first church, how um, we used to have a, uh, a day, uh, during the day we had an Ash Wednesday, and then an evening Ash Wednesday, and during the day was for the seniors. And the seniors had a group, and they would they had this tradition of having Ash Wednesday, and then they had a meal afterwards. I think it was 11 in the morning. And uh, I was brand new, and um, the patriarch of the uh, congregation came up to me and said, now, Pastor Mark, the former pastor, you know, uh, we have a lot of people here a lot of these older people don't understand. They weren't brought up Catholic, and they don't understand getting ashes. And, 
And so, but some of them like it. So um, I wondered if, you know, you could make it optional. And of course, this was all done in one room, in the fellowship room, fellowship hall. And so I had to figure out how am I going to have ashes so no one feels compelled to have it, but those who want to have it can have it. And uh, so I, the back half of the hall was set up with tables, and then in the middle were chairs for our, our little worship. And so I thought, I will have, after the service, in the way far corner, I'll go up there, and I'll say, whoever wants to have ashes afterwards can come up there. You don't have to. The rest of you can stay here and wait for, for dinner. And, of course, you know, so I, I, I planned this very carefully and went up in the corner, and one after one, every last person came up for ashes. <laughs> so I guess they had become accustomed to it, and even though they might have complained, they kind of liked it. Sitting in sackcloth and ashes, that was the way in the Old Testament to repent and to gain God's favor. We hear so many times, King David, you know, after we think, who composed, we think composed Psalm 51 after he had this affair with Bathsheba, another man's wife. And so he sits in sackcloth so many times sitting in sackcloth and ashes fasting in order to gain God's favor Joel rails out sound a trumpet get everybody together this is serious stuff folks it's time to repent maybe God will turn if you repent and how is it going to look to the other nations if God doesn't save you they're going to say, where is their God? Their God isn't so powerful after all, after all. We Christians believe that Jesus has made us in a right relationship with God. So we don't have to sit in, in uh, ashes and fast, sit in sackcloth. But Lent has been historically in the church a time a preparation for baptism, for people uh, uh, to study the catechumenate, for people who haven't become Christians and then get baptized on the eve of Easter. So it's, it's traditionally been a time of refocusing, a time of reorientation. Repentance is a reorientation, turning to God making a special effort, not because God's going to reward us, God's going to make a special deal for us, but it's a time for us to appreciate the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Today is Valentine's Day. Um, this last happened in 2018. I was looking back, and in 2018, not only was Ash Wednesday on Valentine's Day, but Easter was on April Fool's Day. 
And so I was looking to that this year, and I found out it's not this year, and that's because we have an extra day in February. So I'm, I'm spared from having to preach on April Fool's on, on Easter. But uh, apparently, uh, St. Valentine, uh, how it began, he was a priest who would marry people who might otherwise not get married, uh, people who were in different classes, you know, and they were forbidden from getting married to each other because, you know, you don't marry someone from that class. And apparently, a St. Valentine would marry people who loved each other. So that's kind of where the whole love thing came from. But you know what? Love comes from God. And all love. I know I, I like to differentiate between, you know, the agape love, the self-giving love of Jesus. But all kinds of love.